Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah podcast. My name is Yosef Siegel. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayetze, and let's get right into it. So Parsha's Vayetze begins with Yaakov running away from home in order to escape Esav. Uh, his parents tell him to go to Lavan's house, and that's where he should base himself until it's good for him to come back. And his father tells him that he should go there, he should start a family, um, and that's what he does. He goes to Lavan, he marries his four wives, he has 11 of his 12 sons, and uh, he attains a massive amount of wealth. And now, 20 years after leaving his father's house, he has accomplished everything that uh, he set out to do. And uh, the Parsha ends with him traveling back to Eretz Israel. So, going to the end of the Parsha, uh, as Yaakov reaches the border of Eretz Israel, he gets a wonderful welcoming party. This is uh, Perak Lamed Beis, Sukkim Beis, and Gimel. This is really right at the end of the Parsha. Yaakov Yaakov went on his way. And the angels of God encountered him. And Yaakov said when he saw them, This is a godly camp. And he called the name of that place Machanayim. So there are several points to bring up here in these Pesachim. First of all, to point out, it says, That they encountered him. Uh, now the word vayifku comes from the word vayifka or paga. It indicates that this was a sudden meeting that Yaakov didn't see them coming until they were right in front of him. It wasn't uh, like you would normally see that you see someone in the distance and you come closer. Uh, as you come closer, you see them better. This was that all of a sudden they appeared out of nowhere. That's the first point. The second point is that, as we've mentioned many times, the Torah is not a storybook, um, and any story that the Torah does tell us is in order to teach us mitzvos or to teach us a, uh, a certain lesson. But at the same time, while the Torah is including these stories, even though the stories themselves are important, the Torah doesn't include any details that are not important to the story. Meaning that everything in the story, every detail within the story, is extremely important. So the Torah has already told us that these are angels. The, the Pasuk says in Pasuk Beis, that, that the angels came. So then in the very next Pasuk, we're told that Yaakov said, Wow, this is a holy place. Well, obviously, if the angels are there, then there's holiness there. Why does the Pasuk have to tell us that Yaakov observed, that Yaakov exclaimed that, Wow, this is a godly camp. And the last question goes on the name of the place, Machanayim. Uh, Machanayim the, is the plural of the word Machane, which means camp, an encampment. So if we look in the Pasuk, Yaakov says, This is a godly camp in the singular. And yet when he names the camp, he calls it Machanayim in the plural, camps. So what was the second camp here? So the Orachayim discusses these questions and explains like this. If we pick ahead to the beginning of next week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayishlach, uh, Yaakov is preparing for, his, for a meeting or a showdown with Esau. Yaakov knew that Sooner or later, he was going to have to face Esav face-to-face, and uh, whatever would happen would have to come out. So Yaakov decided to prepare. So the first way Yaakov prepared was that he put together a bribe for Esav, and he sent it with messengers, and uh, they went ahead of him, so that by the time he would get to Esav, uh, Esav would already have this bribe and hopefully uh, treat him nicely. And the Mepharshim all discuss over there at the beginning of the Parsha whether these were human messengers or if these were angels acting as messengers. So the Orachim says that the source for this explanation uh, is learned out from this Arp Sukkim here in Parshas Vayetze. 
As Yaakov came closer to this place, which ended up being Machanaim, it appeared to be empty. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the angels just appear. And this is why the Pasuk uses the word Vayifka'u, that because they literally came out of nowhere, they just, he just happened upon them, Yaakov just happened upon them. And this is why the Pasuk uses the word Vayifka'u, they literally came out of nowhere, and Yaakov just met them. It was a sudden meeting. And even though the angels came in the form of men, that they appeared to Yaakov as men, he, because they came out of nowhere, he knew that they had to be angels, they couldn't be real men, because real men, you would see them from a distance. Um, but that's not how it happened here. So the combination of his surprise at their appearance, that they came out of nowhere, as well as his determining that they weren't actually men, they were malachim, they were angels, all of a sudden Yaakov just bursts out, wow, this is a holy place, this is a godly camp. Uh, that explains our first two questions, why it says vayifka'u, and why the Pasuk needs to tell us this detail. Because the, the, uh, it's showing us that these were actually angels that Yaakov was not expecting to see. Now what about the third question? Why did he call it Machanayim? So, as we mentioned in Parshas Vayishlach, Yaakov sends this bribe to Esav, but he also did two other things in order to prepare for his meeting with Esav. He davened Hashem that everything should go well, and he also prepared his family for a potential battle. Now, the angels would not be able to help him with a physical battle. So when he calls the place Machanayim, he's referring to the two separate camps that are operating out of one location. The first camp is the group of angels who are going to meet Esav to bring him the bribe and then report back to Yaakov as to what's going on. And the second camp is the camp of the men who are preparing for that uh, possible physical battle that's going to take place. Now, what does this have to do with anything? So throughout the Torah, you sometimes see different explanations uh, in the Psukim that seem to come out of nowhere, that we don't really see a basis for how the Mepharshim came up with this explanation. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's, it's obvious, but other times it could be very confusing. And because it's confusing, we can question where the Mepharshim came up with these explanations. Are they legitimate? Do they even make sense? Because where do they come from? So every once in a while, I like to write a Dvar Torah that shows us how the Mepharshim work, how they arrived at their explanations. And I believe that these psukim here are a very good example, that we have a very famous uh, Vart at the beginning of Parshas Vayishlach, where we ask if Yaakov's messengers were men or angels. And I have no reason to assume one way or another. And the Orachim brings over here a great explanation to show the opinion that Yaakov's messengers were indeed angels. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, please email me at amemtorah at gmail.com, A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. Ask me questions. Please send me comments. I'd love to hear from you. You can also subscribe to the weekly uh, email newsletter, which includes the written version of this Dvar Torah, uh, as along with a MP3 download of the podcast. Of course, you can download the podcast on iTunes, as well as my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where you can also learn about my book, Reality Check. And you can get the written version of this Dvar Torah on the blog, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com. Uh, please visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash amemtorah, as well as on Twitter. Uh, handle, Twitter handle is at amemtorah. 
and I'd like to wish everyone a great Shabbos. Speak to you next week.